Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. been a great week here on the steve jones show big thanks again to the purdy family and everybody involved with the 28th annual truman h purdy memorial golf tournament to benefit the greater susquehanna valley ymcas in milton and sunbury at our live broadcast on tuesday night at penn's tavern if you missed our interviews with uh, keith conlin as we were looking back at the 1994 championship team and uh, trey bauer got those interviews on our podcast page at stevejonesshow.com and also subscribe to our podcast on itunes apple podcast app and google play yeah, and uh, just remember, no matter what you say to a guy in our department of digital media, hey, you know, my son got a double in Little League last night. I had a double once. Okay. <laughs> it's always <laughs> it's always in the end about him. <laughs> he had a double seven and a seven up. That's about uh, it. <laughs> I had a double once. Oh. <laughs> okay. Let's get to our play-by-play call of the day. The Blazers force Game 7 against the Nuggets. Down to 12 to shoot. Turner sets the screen. Spins around Jokic. Dribble drive. Kicks it out. CJ steps aside. Thought about the three. Now to Turner. Back to CJ. Takes a three from the far wing and gets it! Another one from CJ. And he is all kinds of fired up. He's got words for the Denver bench. The Blazers lead at 113-101. Lehigh's own C.J. McCollum. Game seven. Now let's get to game six. Houston and Golden State from the Mercury News and uh, and other contributors. Dieter uh, Kurtenbach joins us. It's been a while since we've had him on. Dieter, welcome back. It is always great to hear you on the other end. How's it going, everybody? It's How going, are you guys doing? Uh, doing really well. All right, let's start with our guy, Durant. Uh, this is a two-pronged thing to me, and to me, when something like this happens, it's the domino effect. I just lost my closer, but I'm going to use my setup guy. Uh, who's the setup guy now? Uh, so what about Durant? Because the Warrior bench, to me, has not been very good this year. So what? What? how does this change everything for them? It changes everything. They throw it back to... Uh... 2015, and I think everybody at the Warriors has kind of figured that out. That means a very different style of basketball than what we've seen so far this postseason. It's a style of basketball that, frankly, is trying to thread the needle a little bit. This is the style that the Houston Rockets have built an entire franchise around stopping. They try to stop, uh, try to stop it on the offensive end by playing a slow, methodical isolation game, and on the defensive end, they're hyper physical. 
and they're going to switch everything, and that makes it really difficult to run the high pick-and-roll motion offense that the Warriors ran for the first two years of their dynasty. I've been thinking a lot uh, going into this Game 6 about Game 7 of the 2016 NBA Finals. You remember, obviously, the Warriors blowing that 3-1 lead, but the main reason they blew that 3-1 lead uh, was because Ty Lue figured out, once the Cavs were down 3-1, that Steph Curry couldn't go to his left because he had an MCL injury in that series, and he didn't have the lift in his legs to shoot from 40-something feet out to stretch a defense. And so Ty Lue, after basically playing Steph Curry straight up in the high pick and roll the entire series, decided we're going to switch everything, and we have nothing to lose, so we're going to be really physical off the ball. We're going to hold and grab and tackle Clay Thompson uh, as he tries to try to run off these screens on the baseline. And so... Uh, it, it started to work, and then momentum started to shift, and the Warriors didn't have a second option. And obviously, Golden State had their own effect on it. I mean, Harrison Barnes clanked the Warriors out of the series. Um, but they're going to have to go back, right back to that offense. But in the meantime, the Rockets play a better version of that Cavs defense. The entire NBA has switched to that defense, no pun right. intended. And uh, it will just be really interesting to see if this style, which once felt so revolutionary, is in fact capable of of winning a, a must-win or you know close to a must-win playoff game in an NBA uh, in this NBA season, I, I'm fascinated to find out. It could, but uh, it could also be totally disastrous. My thought on this game is fairly, fairly simple: either the Warriors win in a spectacular fashion by you know a couple of points here or there, uh, or they lose by 30 because they just they aren't able to thread the needle and the Rockets completely domineer the game. But that, that's what it feels like. It feels like a, a, an ultimate contrast of styles, unlike. I would argue every game up until this point where the Rockets have basically been able to determine uh, the rules of engagement, and Kevin Durant has been so good at playing essentially James Harden's game that the Warriors have gotten away with it. That's exactly right. Now let's flip it to uh, the bet. Looney, there there are not people lining up to sign Looney. There are not people lining up to sign McKinney. There are not people, you know, nobody's signing up anymore as a long line to get Sean Livingston, who's been a fabulous pro his entire career. Yes, sir. So let's go to the domino the, the domino effect. Who has to then a fill the spot, and how much weaker do the war does the Warriors bench get because Houston has exploited that? Yeah, it, it can't really get much worse. So what you're asking for is you're going to hodgepodge together. You're probably going to have a deeper rotation. You're going to hodgepodge together some minutes with guys who we haven't seen in this series. I wouldn't be uh, surprised to see Quinn Cook get a couple of minutes here or there. Uh, Jonas Jerebko, who has factored in this series because of his spacing, uh, is likely to maybe take on kind of the same role he did, I believe, in game three when he played about nine minutes because of foul trouble. But uh, it's, you know, the Warriors' slogan, and it's been almost taunting them this entire postseason, is strength in numbers because they don't have strength in numbers. They're a top heavy team, and now they're down two of their five starters. If we forget DeMarcus Cousins is not with, I mean, he's with the team, but he's not playing. Right. Uh, when you don't have that guy uh, who would have been huge in this series as just another dude like Durant who you can just give the ball to and get the hell out of the way and let him score no matter who's defending him. Uh, when you don't have that guy, when you don't have Durant, it's not you're not going to replace those points. So it's about basically getting the five-man lineup to play exceptional defense from start to finish, which is something I don't think the Golden State Warriors have done a single time this season. Uh, and two, really getting a lot of motion, a lot of transition – which is predicated a lot on defense, uh, getting all of, everything clicking and just getting momentum and then continuing to roll it downhill 
but yeah, I, Curry and, and Thompson going to have to score probably 30 points each. I, I think they're going to have to combine for at least 60 if the Warriors stand a chance. You're going to need Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala to chip in with 15 a pop. And then you're just going to need somebody else to show up. And I think Livingston is the most interesting option because right. he kind of he kind of told us uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a couple months ago, he's about done. Like right. it, it, this is probably it. And I think that the Warriors and, and Sean is such a bright guy, and as you mentioned, just an incredible pro. I think he knows he's got to dig deep and find whatever he's been missing, even if it's just for one game or two games at the end of the series. And the Warriors will figure it out from there. But if Sean Livingston has played the way that he played in the first five games of this series, the Warriors don't really stand much of a chance because those have been lost minutes, and he's going to be required to play 20-something tonight because of his defensive length. They, he has to give them something on offense. He has to bring his A game. And I don't know if I don't know if that A game is what it was like a couple of years ago. If we are throwing it back to 2015, but I, I think that everyone's in, in agreement. Listen, you know, the dynasty's over this summer probably regardless of what happens, if right. they win or lose. Agreed. But – if you, if you lose here, well, now you have an entire month that you were expecting to play basketball. I mean, they're trying to go to five straight finals. They got to dig deep and they got to they got to get one win here without the best player they've had in the postseason, without you know their starting center, and with a bunch of guys on the bench who have not lived up to expectations. And, and Livingston has been the big one on that. I, I think he 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 summons whatever powers he has. It might leave him exhausted. It might leave him on the end of the bench for the rest of the playoffs because he, he completely exhausts himself. But he's got to find it somewhere deep inside him. And I do think that there's a, a an interesting spirit with this Warriors team now that Durant is down. It kind of takes some of the pressure off in some ways to where no one's – I mean, listen, they're, they're going to get chastised no matter what. They're the Warriors, and, and, and I don't blame anyone for doing it. But you're down Durant. You're down Cousins. Like, no one's – honest, I don't, I don't think that – Vegas is going to favor them to win this series. I think right. that they feel like, hey, you know, if whatever happens, happens, but uh, we don't have anything to prove. And they've been saying that all year, but now I think that they're actually in a position where they feel it and they, they're able to manifest that on the floor. And I, I think that poses positives for the way that they're going to have to play basketball tonight because it is that joyful style. And um, maybe, maybe having kind of the relief of, Listen, Durant's around having that release valve, um, certainly an extreme positive on the offensive end. But, um, you know, the Durant situation has hung over this team like a cloud all year. It's very clear that they're, just, they're all I'm, – I'm at, at shoot-around right now. They're all in a fantastic mood. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. – I, I, I don't want to put one and one together there too much, but um, I don't know if it adds up to two, I guess. But it, it maybe adds up to 1.75 or something. It's just shy of it that – Durant's gone, everyone feels pretty good. Uh, and I think that might carry on to the court tonight. So let's flip to the other side. Uh, now you get to see him game in and game out. Uh, what do you think yeah. of Harden's game and his style of play? Well, I think he's using his prodigious powers for evil. Um, uh, he is exceptional <laughs> in... Like, can you imagine if he actually wanted to play basketball? I know. Like, that's, like, it's... it's um. Game one was about the most frustrating basketball game, or if I can even call it that, that I, I think I've ever watched. And um, I had a I had a conniption. I mean, I, I honestly I, I I blew a gasket after that game. Uh, we watch, you know, we watch. I'm a big fan of Major League Baseball. I watch a lot of baseball. Yeah, I think me too. A lot about baseball. Yep. And I just think about the last ten years of baseball and how things have so dramatically changed right. to where everything is. This, and, and listen, I am pro sabermetrics. I hope the numbers can help anybody. But when you take mm. away the artistry and the athleticism of a game and you just break it down into a, a mathematical formula, if you're just trying to get the algorithm out, 
Uh, I don't think people are going to want to watch that. And I guess the numbers for viewership with these Houston Rockets this season in their own market uh, in the first round when they played the Jazz, like James Harden is probably going to be the MVP. I I would vote for Giannis, but you can't argue that James Harden is is well-deserving of uh, MVP consideration. Mm -hmm. I I don't know who who in their right mind would pay to see him play, to pay to see him just try to go to the foul line 25 shots a game, try to flop all over the court. Um, It's... um, it's disgraceful, honestly, and it's not it's not his fault. This is how he's been asked to play, and it's it's a credit to his skill set and his cleverness and his intelligence that he can he can do some of the stuff. But like you're talking about, this is a guy who who you know he's jumping forward on every three point shot like five right. feet so that he can make contact. Right. He's pushing off all the time, and that's fine. Listen, push offs are part of the game, but the cleverness of the push offs where he's putting his arm up underneath the the armpit so it doesn't look like he's extending his arm fully. I mean, he he spends more time worrying about how to not get called for an offensive foul and how to get defensive fouls called against him than he does about just enjoying the game and playing an artistic game. And the contrast of styles is going to be fascinating to watch tonight. And that's maybe the thing I'm most looking forward to because the Warriors, the Warriors will not be able to play that rote direct game because they don't have Durant for isolation anymore. And um, now it's going to have to be joy versus, you know, Maury ball. And I, I, uh, listen, I'm not supposed to root, but I sure hope joy wins because if everybody starts playing the way that the Rockets play, basketball is going to die on the vine. I I just guarantee it. It might take a while, but it's going to die on the vine. Yeah. I remember that the, you know, the first game and they were complaining about the shot at the end that Durant, that, uh, that Harden took. Yeah. He wasn't fouled in that play. I mean, it wasn't even close to being a foul. It wasn't even remotely close to being a foul. I mean, and I I sat there and I thought, how dare you, take something that's a fake and then try to exploit it. Because I thought it was a fake. Uh, And I've talked about this on basketball broadcasts with my partner Dick Girardi all the time. That you know, just in in the college game, we we don't like we can't stand flopping. Well that was a that was a fake, not a flop. I want to ask one more quick question. A guy that I think right now may be more productive on State Farm commercials than he is on the on the court of Chris (laughs) Paul uh, at this moment. I mean he's done like can't distribute. But I want to give credit to a guy I think when I when he played the one year at Indiana, I thought mm-hmm. Gordon would be a, a guy to be a first round pick, but I thought he'd be a guy that'd be a journeyman of like play four, five, six teams, have a ten year career, yeah. be on the pension plan, move on. Has he become though an X factor difference maker at this level? No question, and it's it's the third kind of smoke that the Rockets really need. And I think that this series has been in many ways decided by the fact that Eric Gordon is out playing Clay Thompson. And now Clay Thompson kind of gets bumped up a run with Kevin Durant out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that, that, that has been the difference. You look at the games where Eric Gordon has played well and the Rockets have played well. You look at the games where Eric Gordon has not played as well and there's sort of the losses. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I want to shout out P.J. Tucker. I think he's been yeah. a, a tremendous difference maker in this Good series. Point. And he's such a – he's a first-team all-deater member. Uh, just I love watching <laughs> him play. I love his tenacity. But, yeah, Eric Gordon, Eric Gordon with uh, that – strange low three-point shot uh, is absolutely a difference maker and he's one of the guys on on this Rockets team as, as much as the Rockets want to pound the ball into the ground and isolate everything uh, Gordon Gordon can play with a little bit of verve and a little bit of pace and uh, especially with a home crowd I think that that's a really good thing because it, it keeps the, the crowd energized and engaged uh, in what is usually a pretty difficult uh, 
experience, even if you are tapped into the tribalism and rooting for it, it's kind of hard to stay up watching James Harden dribble it 42 times and then take a step back. So Eric Gordon's a huge factor in this, and his his defense has been his defense has been really good too. And, and it's acceptable. That, uh, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that many expected it, and so. Uh, especially tonight in Game 6 and in, in Game 7 where they won't have Durant. He's got to step up. If he's a no-show, that evens the playing field in yeah. so many ways for the Warriors. And uh, the Rockets have a big advantage right now. they got to take it, and that is, that's probably sitting right on the shoulders of Eric Gordon because I don't know who the hell's going to defend him tonight. Uh, that's, that's for sure. And I'm with you on Daryl Morey Ball. I mean, all the way. So yeah. <laughs> I am completely... I, listen, I understand it. Hey. This is a billion-dollar industry. Yep. You, you have to win at all costs. But yep. if the cost is the spirit of the game and yep. the the gentleman's agreement of let's uh, let's put on a show, then I'm not in on it. It, it. This is let's not forget what the hell we're talking about here. This is reality television. Yep. This is live stage performances. Right. I, I people are not going to show up. I went to the Astros game last night in Houston. No one showed up. No one showed up for right. one of the best teams in baseball because it's not a good performance. Right. No one wants to go and watch it in person because the ball never goes anywhere. It's just strikeouts and home runs. Yeah, and it's like I don't, I, I don't need to pay you know twenty bucks to go and watch three guys hit a homer and then thirty guys to strike out. Yeah, and um, I don't need to go pay you know a hundred or something bucks to watch James yeah. Harden flop around for an hour. Um, the, there there needs to be some artistry in basketball, and James yeah. Harden has the ability to be one of the foremost artists in this game with all of his deafness and skill and all he does is use that skill again as i said for evil it's um i don't think it's disgraceful well no i'm, I'm just gonna say it. it's totally disgraceful and i hope it stops <laughs> i hope that the warriors stop it in its track and that no one else follows this way of thinking because it's um it's gonna kill the game and not only that the roof leaked last night so <laughs> oh my god yeah i was yeah uh, the, the video that went viral, you might hear me in the background just commenting on the beer selection at the bar we were at in the outfield. It was, uh, uh, yeah, that was it was it was quite something. I'm glad I brought two pairs of tennis shoes yeah. because one one pair has been completely ruined by that. I got to go yeah. uh, hair dry them out before the game. Yeah, I'm going to see the Astros Red Sox at Fenway next Saturday. So, all right, yeah. Hey, Dieter, thanks so much. Always appreciate your time. It's always great conversation. Love it. Talk soon. Brewers Alley Beverage Superstock Superstores ready for all of your warm weather activities. Camping, picnics, grilling, visit Brewers Outlet first for microbrews, imports, domestic specialties. They got them. Grab some pickles at the Pickle Bar, Steve Jones's favorite place. Snacks? Brewers Outlet has that covered. Soda, sports drinks? Check. Weekly specials, too. And there's lots of convenient parking. So get all the refreshments everyone will love for your next outdoor gathering at Brewers Outlet, the beverage superstock superstore. Reagan Street Sunbury. You've heard of bumper stickers, window stickers, even pot stickers. Mm. But none of those can save you money on your next new Kia. It's the Summer Sticker Sales Event at Sunbury Motors Kia. Look for a sticker and save. I wanna see you in a Kia. The Summer Sticker Sales Event get 0% APR financing for 66 months and up to $2,000 additional cash on specially marked 2019 models. Sunbury Motors Kia has a 2019 Kia Sportage LX, now just $22,999. Save nearly four grand. A 2019 Kia Sorento LX priced at $23,999. Save over five grand. Or lease a 2019 Kia Forte LXS for just $199.82 a month for only 24 months. And all Kias come with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Sunbury Motors Kia. 
Hoots 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Passing through KMF, please turn 24 months. 10,000 miles per year, 2300 dollars total. Good signing. Taxes, tax, 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 Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Boy, do they get it done for their customers. And speaking of which, that's Brewer's Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Including our special now through Tuesday, Keystone Light 30 packs, $14.95. Don't forget, you can always get gift cards to Brewers Outlet. Maybe you'd like to do that for Mother's Day. Hmm? Wouldn't be bad. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And now we bring in the man simply known as Two words, the king. Would you get me a Mother's Day gift certificate at Brewers Outlet? I would get you a. I would get you a. Um, an uncle's certificate. An uncle certificate. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to be a very good uncle. You're not going to be very happy. So. What are you talking about? You've been a great uncle to all my kids. What are you uh, talking no, about? Yeah, well, they're not going to let me make that trip. So. I'm going to miss the wedding. Oh, you are? I cannot sit that long. I got the cellulitis again when we went to Newburgh, so I can't. Sitting in a vehicle is kind of for that length of time for me. Well, you saw what happened the last time I went yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was bad. I ended up in the hospital for a week. What's happening mm. is that blood clot is lodged behind my knee. And when I sit for any length of time, the blood pools in my leg, and I've become susceptible to the cellulitis. And uh, throwing a kidney stone and a rotten hip and checking for the old PC Tuesday. So I've got some issues i got to take care of, and riding in a vehicle, I've held out as long as I can. Sure, of course. I sent Christopher and Angela a letter today. So, oh, okay. Oh, okay. It breaks That's my it. heart. I really does. I, I can't. I hell well, I believe me. I you don't think every. You don't think everybody doesn't understand. Of course they well, understand. I, yeah, but I've gone to every kid's wedding. You know. <laughs> what, that, what that makes you that makes you a horrible I, I, I person. I feel really, really bad, but I, I just and like I told Sean, it's not just my wife is worried, and I can't. I mean. There's no question. When I'm in a vehicle that long, I can't. My leg falls. Can't do it. I yeah. can't even. Yeah. And no, if you can't, do it, you can't do it, I'm running out of money. To be honest with you, <laughs> so many doctor bills. It's just incredible. So anyway, enough of me. I'm just kind of throwing that out now. But 
I'll take care of Christopher and Angela, but I'm just, I feel really bad about it. And oh, no, hopefully don't. this clot will finally dissolve and be gone, and I can get on with my life here. But it's just life's journey right now. It's just kind of taken, you know, a little detour. You ever see The Amazing Race? Yeah, I have. I like It's actually, I haven't watched it at all this year, but, I mean, when I've watched it, I thought it was a very good show. Yeah, well, I got a U-turn right now, a little detour. Yeah. <laughs> so. Right, 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 right. Just that timing's just not very good right now. So, right. fourteen hours in a vehicle may just about do me in. Yeah. Not really, but I'll definitely end up with some issues that I really can't deal with anymore. So, yeah, I understand. Oh, enough of that. You know, I was watching the Red Sox in Baltimore. Yeah. I watched the whole series. I'm going to be watching think... the Red Sox in person next Saturday night. Really? Yes, I'm going to be. Dan and I are going to Fenway Park Saturday night. Oh, awesome! Who are they playing? So I, I, I will try and. I'm staying in Windsor actually. Um, so Windsor, Connecticut. Yeah. Really? Where? At the Residence Inn. Oh, oh, it's a Marriott. It, it's a Marriott. Come on, man! I'm using you know. It's, Sean keeps telling me to use points. Well, it'll be on Day Hill Road, right? Probably right around there, yeah. Yeah, no, I know where it is. Yeah. My neighbors here put the windows in it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So if they break, I know to blame. Yeah, well, now they left. <laughs> and, so. after the, and after this day, you'll have tons and tons of points more to spare. There you go. <laughs> there you go, perfect. <laughs> no, that's a nice hotel. So, yeah. Why are you staying in Windsor? Uh, because I'm going up Friday night after the show. Yeah. And I, I figured it would be an opportunity to, make, you know, go over to see you, go over to see my mother-in-law, and then head up to uh, um, see them. So you'll be here Saturday? I'll be there Saturday morning, yeah. And yeah, Saturday, okay. probably, probably about noon, I'll probably leave to go up. Oh, I'll find you Saturday morning, so. Yeah. So cool. All right. Well, feel a little better. I get to see you. So okay. So anyway, what I was getting to. Yes. Cool. Um, <laughs> now back to I the show. The whole Red Sox series. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't think in four games they had more than ten thousand people in that stadium. No, it's, it, it, Did you Orioles, see any of the games? There was nobody in the park. No, nobody there. And this this is becoming an issue. Not everywhere, but in several places. In fact, we just had Dieter Kurtenbach on from the Mercury News. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's covering the Warriors and Rockets in Houston. Yep. So he said he went to the game last night. Now, admittedly, it was pouring in Houston last night to the yep. point where the roof leaked. He said, really? but there wasn't anybody in the ballpark. He said, that's a really good team. Well, the, the Astros, you mean? Yeah. Wow. Went to the it, Astros it, game last night, and there's just there weren't enough people in the ballpark. I've never seen it like that. The Red, you know, the Red Sox they draw everywhere. Yeah, and because their, fan, their fans Baltimore. show up. Yeah, yeah. yeah what happens I mean, is their fans show up in the overwhelming place. Games? Did, I saw a little bit of one game. They, the camera would show the crowd, and was like. Ten guys over here, three people over there. I, I was yeah. like, "There's not a thousand people in that ballpark." 
Well, this I, is what I've said of it. The Pirates fans get mad at me when I say this, but like, they, it's like you got to take your head out of the sand. The Pirates are having right now too many friends and family night, and several of the friends and a couple of the family members aren't even going. <laughs> They're giving the tickets away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They are. It's scalping them outside. I don't like my brother anyway. <laughs> so no, there are other there are other games. I'll see him. <laughs> so the Phillies are out. So the Phillies are out in Pittsburgh. I want to say the weekend of like around July twentieth, something like that. Yeah. So I'm going to go out and going to take the nephew out and his parents out. We're going to go out to PNC Park. Literally got tickets almost right behind home plate, but down the third baseline a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah, for under sixty bucks a ticket. Now this is the now this is what's happening though. What's happening is this, Sean. And his nephew and Deb, they pick a game and they go to a game. Okay? Uh, Dan and I, admittedly, we paid nothing for the tickets, but, I mean, we're going to the game. <laughs> okay? On Saturday night. You guys Saturday are the night. problem. <laughs> yeah. We're the issue. But what's happening is that people are going to a game. Hey, baseball's fun. I'll go to one, one or two games a year. Okay? Yep. The problem is they can't sell season tickets. Oh, that would be a big deal. Hey, be honest. If you had to pay for the tickets, would you go? Uh, would I, yes. Yeah, I would go because it it's the only time to be going to Fenway all year for me. Right. Okay. Right. So, I mean, so that paying for them would not, you know, would not even enter into it because uh, I haven't I haven't been to Fenway Park in seven years. I haven't been. God, last time I was there was with you. Yeah, and that was God. That was a long time ago. Yeah, um, it was a while. Yeah, I listen to a lot of talk radio all over the place, and to a man, each person says, "Hey, look, if I didn't get comp tickets, I couldn't afford to go." You know, it, it just costs too much, and even with the comp tickets, you still got to buy stuff. You know? Oh, absolutely. It, it's not like I'm not going to go to the ball game. Okay, I'm going to pay for my parking. I think when I took you, our parking was comped. We parked. Yeah, I have no I, idea. Yeah. Well, I think when we went, we parked behind the center field wall. Yeah. Right, and that was comped. Stadium. Yeah. Yep, that was comped. Okay, but I, I've got obviously I got to pay for the gas. I've got to pay to park. I'm going to probably park at the at the Prudential Center and walk over. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, which wouldn't. Which, by the way, would not be easy for you, because I mean that's you know. It's a walk. I mean, it's not a. Yeah, well, for it, another year I'll be all right. But right, right now, I'm just saying though. But right now that would be a struggle. Eat for my you. cane. Right, I'm but I'm saying, but, <laughs> but I'm saying that would be a struggle for you. I'd have to drop you off and then go park. So I'll, I'll park there because it's a flat fee. But then when we get there, look, Dan and I are going to want to eat something, mm-hmm. get something to drink, you know, and maybe I'll buy something. So I mean, you still end up spending money, even though you didn't, you know, even though the tickets are fine. Yep. Yeah, they've they've done a really good job of destroying their own product, and you really they have they've destroyed it. Uh, for whatever reason, I enjoy watching it on TV this year. I don't, the games do seem faster. So yeah. Um, well, whatever changes I, I, they've well, made. But. Well, this is but this is what um, Chris Wheeler. And Wheels did the Phillies for 37 years. Uh, this is what Wheels and I were just talking about. 
And what we were talking about was, look, I'm all for, when it comes to analytics, I am all for what's going on with with analytics because to me, whatever information I can get, I want. Mm-hmm. Okay? So whatever information I can get, I want. And the reason that I want that information is so I can, you know, if I'm broadcasting a game, whatever, if I, there's a, an occasion to use it, great. Right? But there's got to be a balance yeah. between uh, the intuition, the gut feeling, the, the the strategy of it, instead of saying, well, the numbers tell me to do this. Even though my gut says we should hit and run here, analytics says we shouldn't do it. There's got to be a happy meeting in between it. It can't just be all walk strikeouts and home runs. And that's the problem with it. I mean, the other night I was watching a Pirates game, and they're playing the Texas Rangers. And this kid for the Pirates goes out, and he walks the bases loaded. And then he gives up a grand slam. Okay? And... Then I, then I figured out why he walked the other three guys. who's was afraid to throw the ball over the plate. Yeah. Because what he did, what it did, it sailed. I tell you, it's speaking of sail, Chris Sale is pitching lights out now. I was yeah, wrong. Yeah. In fact, him. that 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 might be who we see Saturday. Oh, he's got um, because stuff now, man. I don't know what was wrong with him at the start of the year, but he's virtually unhittable right now. He yeah, his last four starts. Like slingshot yeah. motion, and he is. You can see that the batters are just like I have a clue. <laughs> they just walk away, strike three. He is right. dominant right now. Red Sox working pretty yeah, good. Yeah, not only that, yes, he, but he's also hitting ninety six on the gun again. That's big. Yeah. So now they could set up well, his slider he because he could throw before, his fastball. But he didn't 96. have any command of his pitches, you know. So yeah. he. He had to slow it down because he couldn't find the strike zone. He could throw it that fast, but now he's throwing it that fast, and he's spotting his pitches, which makes his yeah. his changeup is just unhittable. He is uh, now they got to keep him healthy. That's his problem. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's and, like you look at the Phillies. The Phillies, for example, it is imperative that Aaron Nola. Yeah, be really good for them. I mean, it's imperative. They have to have Aaron Nola healthy as always. I mean, and uh, and it's interesting. That people complain about Bryce Harper and how well he's hit or not hit to this point, but I think he's made Reese Hoskins more effective. Sometimes presence of somebody means something. Oh, absolutely. Just being in the lineup, he makes the other guys yes. better. He I makes mean, Hoskins a better player. Pitches, you know, it's tough being superstars because they don't see any pitches, and he's got to adjust, but. Um, Bryce Harper will be fine. He's too good to fail. Well, yeah, you know, I think I think it's made it Franco a better hitter lower than the lineup. You just you find a way, but he'll get himself comfortable. Phillies will be right there at the end of the year. Um, oh, what I like about Harper is this: they were booing him, and he says, "Yeah, I'd boo me too." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. really, they're very, they're, no, there aren't many guys that are that honest about their deal in life. Hey, he's done well to get where he's got, but I think he'll hold up his end of the deal. He'll hustle every day. 
you know, and he'll play hard, and that's all you can ask. I think it was yeah, funny though. When, I, I think it was funny though when, when uh, Nats fans caught wind of, oh, the Phillies fans are finally booing Harper. What's like, uh, take a look at your team. Your team is not doing all that well, and your bullpen is probably worse than the Phillies' bullpen right now. So, well, they uh, they definitely are. But they they've also had a lot of guys hurt too. I mean, they've had but Zimmerman out, back. Soto out, a lot of injuries this year. Yeah, yeah. not just the you Yankees. Know you know what? But that goes back to what Kevin talked about. When the Red Sox were getting bombed out early in the season, the fans started chanting stuff about the Yankees. Like, you've won the championship four times. If you're the Nationals, what do you chant stuff about the Phillies? Go beat them. Yeah. Just beat them. I don't know. Injuries are... Hey, you're starting to wonder about all these injuries. Even the Yankees, people were saying they're not just... They're not getting hurt sliding into second base. You know? Right. They're, they're getting hurt on swings. They're, they're stupid. You know, Aaron Judge swings at a pitch and pops a muscle in the stomach. You know, that, yep. what's going on? It's not, they're, I'm not saying they're self-induced, but they're more, they're, they're more physical. You know, it's not like the guy got beamed and he's going to be out for three weeks. He, he's, there's something. A lot of people think there's something to it, and I'm not saying steroids. I'm just saying the training regimens may not be adequate. You know, maybe people should really start looking at TB12. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. Serious. I mean, a guy. Uh, but I'm, so, I'm with you. I'm with you. I. That's one thing I, I look at. Baseball has some injuries today where you sit back and go, "The heck did that come from?" Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like somebody is like slides and like let's take sure, Dustin Pedroia crash into a wall trying to right. catch and make a catch. Yeah. Speaking of yeah, which, not to interrupt, did you see the catch Jackie Bradley made? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was Holy awesome. Holy crap! That's yeah. one of the greatest catches I've ever seen. I mean, yeah, he, to be five feet off the ground. He cannot hit to save his soul, but he sure can field. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he can't hit at all. But man, that guy can freaking he can. Show some leather. That was his his chest was above the wall. That's how yeah. high he jumped. Oh yeah. man. Some of these guys are just tremendous athletes, but Oh Mike Trout. Mike Trout. Oh my God. Trout can do everything. Yeah. And and the problem is is that he's out in the West Coast, so we only get to see him once in a while. And he's quiet. He doesn't. He right. doesn't engage like the the commissioner wants him to be more. You know, baseball. That's not him. He, he right. just wants to go play ball. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Like yeah. Oh no! A lot of like people Mike respect Trout. Trout. Yeah. yeah. Trout's a very he just wants to play ball. A... I don't need to hear him talk. I want to watch him hit. So. Well, I was. We had Dave Sims on the show, who does the Mariners. Dave hey, Sims from WFAN. He used to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, known, very I've known, good. I've known, I like, I've known, yeah. I've known Dave for thirty years. Thirty years I've known Dave. Man, yeah, uh, I, I, I really I, liked his show. If you, if you met FAN. Dave, if you met Dave, you'd like him even more. He's just yeah. that kind of guy, right? Sure. So, you know, his base always had been Philadelphia. Okay, that's where you know Dave did cut his teeth in, in the business and so forth. Philadelphia. So he said he was talking to Mike Trout. He says, man, when Harper signed, I thought for sure you'd come home to Philly. And Trout said, Dave, my wife and I wake up every day and we hear waves. 
No. <laughs> That's funny. I don't like that. Because, man, he's a huge Eagle fan. Oh, I know. Huge. He's a season ticket holder. He's a season yeah. ticket holder. Yeah, he sits out in the bleach, you know, out in the seats with everybody else. He doesn't sit up in a booth. He, he's just, just having a ball. He's a good dude. Because... I like him. Uh, Every I think everybody likes him. That's why baseball wants to get him out there more. Because he's but he's so down to earth, which is yeah. such a plus. But it's a he's negative in terms of, of pushing yourself. He doesn't push himself. Good for him. <laughs> Good. He doesn't. He doesn't. His brand is him. He doesn't need to yeah. brand himself. So. And our brand is having the king on every week. That's right. Oh, I'm lucky to be on. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. Have a great weekend. Hope you feel better. I'll talk to you guys later, and I'll well, I'll be talking to you next week anyway, and then we'll see you Saturday. All right, all right, bye, Sean. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, Your too. station for news, <laughs> weather, business, and CBS Sports Radio. News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury, and on WKOK.com.